Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hey, everyone, this is John Roca, frequent panelist on Collider Movie Talk. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable Vault Hunters, each with deep-skilled trees, abilities, and customization. You've got all new characters, over a billion guns. You can play alone or with friends, and it's available September 13th. You can take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Again, mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and... Done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Welcome. 
Welcome to another episode of Collider Movie Talk. We're going to be talking about Tomb Raider getting itself a sequel director and having a release date. And then we got a lot of trailers to cover, including one particular trailer that I might just get surprised about if we discuss it here. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard rumors. Oh, and there's the logo for Collider Movie Talk. That's what you're watching. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm John Roca, your host sliding in from Perry Nemiroff. She's off in Toronto watching all kinds of awesome movies. We're here holding down. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. The Bad Boys for Life trailer came out. Are you guys going to talk about it? Who's talking about it? Let's talk about it. I don't think we're going to talk about it. No. Um, uh, no, we're not going to talk about it. Not, not on the show. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Go play with Lukey and Dookie. Truth is, we are going to talk about it. But oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Truth is, we are going to talk about it. But if you want to hear see Josh McCoo's reaction to the trailer, you can go to Collider Video after this show and watch his reaction to that trailer. But now, let's get into the stuff we want to talk about. But first, right. let's introduce our guests over here. Jeff Snyder, stop it in. How are you, Jeff? Wonderful. I've seen you recovered from your schmodown. Uh, yeah, it was a rough weekend. Yeah, it, was, it, was. it was a much better weekend if, if you were one of the war dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, we're not doing war dog <laughs> shout outs. No, that's not happening. And the howling man over there, Matt Donato. Donato Bomb, how are you, brother man? Thank you for having me back so quickly. I felt the uh, love after last episode. So yeah? hopefully the same thing happens this time. <laughs> I don't know. It's two different people now. I have no it idea what's happening, crazy. by the way. <laughs> people popping out of nowhere. This is a different episode, man. <laughs> yeah, it's movie talk for you. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but let's jump into this first story, and that's Tomb Raider uh, sequel here. Has, ta- has, a, has a director, Ben Wheatley, who you may know from such films like Kill List, Sightseers, High Rise, and a personal favorite of mine, Free Fire. He has been tapped to be the director for this sequel. He's a British director. Uh, Amy was Amy uh, Jump is is right has been writing the sequel. So and they've worked together before in the past. So maybe that kind of like smoothed uh, the road a little bit for this possibility to happen. Uh, but this for me is an interesting situation. You look at the first Tomb Raider. I think it made about two hundred. 75 million worldwide on a 49, I'm sorry, 94 million dollar budget. So yes, it did make three times its budget, but then again, it wasn't it wasn't received as well by the critics. Maybe they were looking for Warner Brothers probably looking for a 500 million dollar payday off this thing. So um, now we get the sequel. Alicia Vikander is coming back. Ben Wheatley as the director. I go to you first, Matt, on this one. First of all, does this excite you? Uh, and second of all, do you like the release date for this? And that's um, the 21st, March 19th, 2021. March 19th. So does it excite me? I'm going to say yes, because I'm a huge Ben Wheatley fan. Okay. And I know that he hasn't done this big blockbuster kind of action film before. He's done a lot more contained things, like even like Free Fire. Mm-hmm. A lot of gunplay, a lot of comedy, stuff like that. He's very good with black comedy and dark comedy. But I think that he wouldn't have jumped on this project if he didn't like the idea that was pitched to him right. or if he didn't have his own vision for it. So I'm all for a director to come out of their shoes and kind of take something that they might not normally do. Just going to list off the top of my head, David Gordon Green, you know, was he the first person you guys would pick for Halloween? Right. I like the film. I think it's well done. I like to see someone get out of their comfort zone and show us what they can do. Yeah, you know, he's adapting the film Rebecca now, which, of course, is uh, based on the the novel. And also uh, there was already a version of it by Hitchcock. So taking on some strong uh, material there. You wrote about Kristen Scott Thomas coming on that particular adaptation uh, a little while ago. Jeff, you look at this guy. Does it excite you? Uh, to have him taking over the reins for this sequel, do you see possibly a better film uh, and a more, a more financially successful film uh, than the first one? Nope. 
I don't care. Wow. Um, basically, I didn't see the first Tomb Raider. Oh. Didn't interest me. Okay. Uh, so unless they got Christopher Nolan to direct this sequel, I wasn't going to see it anyways, regardless okay. of who they got. Ben Wheatley, um, I mean, he's, he's a cool director. He's kind of like an, a name mm-hmm. to like, you know, film Twitter, at least. They're familiar with his work. I suppose he makes sense. He kind of... You know, he's independent minded. He can he can accomplish a lot with a low budget like, you know, Free Fire was like a five or ten million dollar movie. Um, so I, I actually think if they can bring if MGM can bring down the budget of this sequel, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, then it stands to reason that they'll make more money. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this needs to be a ninety five million dollar movie. Um, I, I think that uh, MGM could take a cue from some of these you know, movies, including Joker, which only costs like fifty five, sixty million. If you can deliver a blockbuster tentpole at that budget, mm-hmm. um, which Ben Wheatley, I think, can. Then he makes sense, but you know, as far as his work, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I liked okay. um, Sightseers, and I thought Kill List was okay, but couldn't stand High Rise, couldn't stand Free Fire. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's turning a corner with this new Rebecca movie. But no, I can't say that him coming aboard makes me want to see this uh, this sequel with the camera. Okay, you, you talk about uh, Rebecca, you talk about Free Fire. May not have been your cup of tea, not surprising. You know, you don't really do good in 70s films when you're in this mode. And so, like, that is basically a 70s movie. Donato, yeah. he has an ability to attract these incredible actors to his projects and work for lower scale. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is the attraction here? They want to uh, invest only a little bit of money, hoping for a larger payday. But it's not like his movies make a lot of money, though. So, it, does that work? No, but he's playing to niche audiences a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you look like something, um, A Field to England, which is this, like, hallucinogenic black and white film. Film that he basically had fun with. He just wanted to experiment. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, like in response to Jeff, it, it, he's a director with vision. He's a director that has his own style, and yeah. that he's always going to deliver a film that's up to his standards, whether you like it or not. And again, that excites me. I don't want the generic pick in a director for a blockbuster right. film. Mm-hmm. I want to see what somebody that is going to go in there guns blazing and say, like, this is how I'm going to make my movie. And yeah, he's probably going to do it for less money. They're probably going to get try to get a bigger um, box office grab here because, mm-hmm. as you said before, the international market is huge. Yep. So spend less money. You know domestic might not be the greatest. You're still going to have the international pull. And on that smaller budget and a Ben uh, Wheatley vision, maybe you do get that film Twitter buzz. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you do get that kind of thing where we start talking about it and like, holy crap, Ben Wheatley, what he did to Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, his vision is crazy. Yeah. And you can, you, can, you can argue that he there's not been one Tomb Raider film that's been universally beloved. People do like that first Angelina, Angelina Jolie film, but now, in retrospect, people do go back and poke holes in that thing. Certainly the second one wasn't that great. Well, people go back and poke holes in everything. Well, so, well true. Like, fair I don't enough. think that's a fair assessment. Except Citizen Kane, damn it. Uh, Cradle, Cradle, Cradle of Life, uh, yeah. uh, that is a terrible one. It's not a high bar for Ben Wheatley to have to clear. Yeah, this is what I'm getting And, and, and yeah. I agree with Matt. But, he does have a voice, which does make him interesting than just yeah. a sort of generic film maker mm-hmm. who's, who's going to just you know play by the, the studio playbook kind of rules i think we all kind of should have seen this coming i didn't realize that his wife amy jump yeah. uh wrote the script right um so you know it, it's it, it can't be a matter of him like liking the take or not i'm sure he kind of helped come up with it in a sense because uh, i'm sure he was being eyed to direct back when they hired her um but still though i don't think he would have jumped on it if he didn't agree with what he's seeing if he didn't agree with something that he could take right. to a realm that only ben wheatley was going to give he's going to give us a ben wheatley tomb raider film yeah and it sounds so weird it, it sounds incredibly <laughs> weird like i was pitching him just having fun like what movies could he make like i want to see his frankenstein his stuff is a lot of classism oh, yeah. and his stuff is a lot mm-hmm. of like old school in a way mm-hmm. i want to see those properties but yeah i read like ben wheatley tomb raider i'm like 
I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm excited. That's why I'll be I'll be interested to see if this actually sticks. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, them assigning a release date is a vote of confidence that they are going to start production relatively yeah. soon. Now yeah. that they have a date to hit, so yeah, we'll see. I, I like this idea. I like Ben kind of sliding into this thing because I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of vision he has for this. I also like the idea that this makes this maybe makes me feel like this is not going to be a massive big block blockbuster type of film. It's going to be a smaller film, maybe a, a tighter story, a more maybe two or three locations as opposed to all these different places that uh, 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 Laura Croft can go. And also, I like that he's British. This is a British character with British uh, uh, British kind of background, with British ex- exposure, uh, and a British approach to the world. So I like that this could work in a way that maybe somebody finally steps in and understands why this character kind of radiates across uh, uh, different mediums to be appealing to a lot of people, video games, on screen, what have you. And I like Vikander in the role, too. Yes. I, I like her in the role, and I like what she did with it. So I'm fine seeing Wheatley kind of build that character out a little bit because he's also very good at working with dialogue and things mm-hmm. of this nature. Again, all his films have been smaller in scale, as we said, but the dialogue has always been on point. Free Fire is just like witticism after jab after yeah. all that stuff. So I want to see that stuff go into a Tomb Raider mm-hmm. franchise that isn't just all massive landscape pieces and stuff yeah, that yeah. And like you said, we'll see if he has something to say about it because certainly in Free Fire, you see all these people basically being... Uh, 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 chopped down bullet by bullet. And it's really unsettling to see what violence actually is like, uh, as opposed to the glorified one that you see sometimes in something like Bad Boys for Life. So are you guys worried at all that he hasn't done these big action sequences before? You think that now that he actually you know has budget, uh, you know, a budget for the first time, mm. it'll be cool to see what he comes up with? Because we've never seen him do a movie like this before. He's yeah. never needed to do that. So, right. I mean, of course, it's a gamble. Don't get me wrong. There's always that, like, it's easy, or hindsight is just easy. Hindsight mm. is easy to go on and say, like, he's never done this before. He won't be good at it. But again, how many directors have gone out of their comfort zone to make something absolutely spectacular? Yeah. Or actors, too. The comedic actor who does a drama role and all of a sudden wins the Oscar. Stuff like yeah, that. Sure. So it's like, it's hard to say or be worried about it. Did you guys like the first film? Did you like this Vikander yes. movie? I, how can I say this correctly? I will say that I enjoyed a number of sequences in the movie. I think overall, I think the movie strained to be mm-hmm. credible at times, and that bothered me because Laura, I played every single version of Laura Croft. It's the one game besides FIFA that I buy whenever it comes <laughs> out, and I play it. I just lock myself in my apartment or wherever I'm living at the time and just tear through it and finish it off. It is fantastic. I've looped girl ex-girlfriends in to play with me as we try to figure it all out. So to me, I'm a massive fan of the Laura Croft Tomb Raider franchise. And I want it to be done right. And I have yet to see a film that completely nails this uh, perfectly and gets across why people love this character so much. Uh, because a lot of people find her heroic but, and dress up as but her. But there's and, enough goodwill there for you to want to see the sequel. Yes, there's enough okay. here. Uh, I, I think a, a different approach from Alicia in Hands Like Ben I, this will be interesting. I think Roar was with his, the first film was maybe a little bit out of his element, so to speak, and I think that I think that showed in some of the sequences in the movie right. for me personally. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll look for that on March nineteenth, twenty twenty. I'm sure more casting uh, news will come out, and we might get some big cast members like we did in Free Fire. Some fantastic actors in that one Army may want to come. Who's that? I'm bringing Army Hammer. Yeah, Army <laughs> Hammer, Brie Larson. Why not? Everything's possible. I hope at this he's point. smart enough to to avoid that choice. <laughs> All right, next up on the show, we're going to be discussing three new trailers that dropped over the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, one of them was teased already by the wild man, Josh McCuga. But first, let's talk about some plugs. Hey, Riley Roundtable, that's coming out uh, today, I think. Let's take a look at a video for that. 
Hey guys, it's Riley here. Let me tell you about the Riley Roundtable. You know it, right? It drops every Thursday on Collider Conversations. And I have guests from all across the space. John Roca, Gray Drake, Alexander Desplat came on at one point. We talk everything from movies. We talk about life and everything in between. What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? It's the Riley Roundtable every Thursday on Collider Conversations. You get it there. All right, that drops tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, I think I'm going to be Riley's guest on this one. We'll talk about the Joker uh, movie and the reaction it's been getting online and also the reviews and what have you. Uh, another thing going on here, the Snyder Cut. Oh, What's my going, goodness. Talk about that, Jeff. Yeah, I got a hot show coming up uh, on Friday where we are going to have A Quiet Place scribes. Ooh. Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who just directed this cool movie, Haunt. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that and, uh, and all kinds of fun news that broke over Labor Day weekend. So stay tuned on Friday. Nice, nice. Uh, if you want to listen, and what, what is that? Uh, what? podcast with it? it's the snyder cut you can find it on apple podcast spotify wherever podcasts are generally found okay well you can find the deep cut that's my show on collider conversations uh, i just had amanda crew on she was talking about what it's like to face the end of silicon valley and also her new film that she's got tone deaf with the great robert patrick a weird little horror film you should definitely but it's a great conversation she talks about her life and where she's at as an actress and as a human being and what she's looking to do next in her world all right let's move on to the next thing and that is Bad Boys for Life, son. We got some trailers that <laughs> dropped here over the last 24 hours. Bad Boys for Life, Just Mercy, and Between Two Friends. Well, we're going to start with Bad Boys for Life. Blowing up the internet. People were excited to see Will Smith, Martin Lawrence coming back uh, to into these roles. Michael Lowry. They're all coming back into this thing. Watch the trailer. Uh, as I said, Josh Kuga had a trailer reaction to it. But let's go, Jeff, you let's go to you first since we hit Matt on the first one here. Uh, what did you think about uh, Bad Boys for Life? Does P. Diddy get royalties for this title? Okay. I'm sure he does. Yeah, he he did come yeah. up with this, right? <laughs> um, listen, I, I love the first Bad Boys. Yes. I love it. Not a fan of, uh, not a big fan of Bad Boys 2. And I know that, like, in general, that's, I think that opinion is flopped which online. Which is so People weird. People love Bad Boys 2 online. Yeah. I don't get it. The first film is by far super. Do I think that this franchise is a little long in the tooth? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool to see um, Marcus and Mike back together again. I, I miss seeing Will Smith doing movies like this, yeah. kind of action comedies, and I think he does still play well off of Martin Lawrence. But, yeah, Martin Lawrence, I don't know that, that he should be a lead in any big-budget studio movie anymore. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny that they just really kept the focus on those two guys with a little bit of Joey Pantoliano yeah. uh, mixed in there. You don't really see you know the three new recruits who are helping them until the very end of the trailer. Right. I think that they're going to have a significant uh, amount of screen time. I, I mean, it looked it just looked a little generic. It looked like, you know, Sony doing Men in Black International again. Do I think this movie is going to be very good? No, but I will go see it. I am looking forward to it just because, you know, it's nostalgia. Yeah, I have to echo Jeff's sentiments as well. I love the first movie Michael Bay directed. That was the one that kind of announced Michael Bay to me. It's a fantastic film. Great villain in Cheshki Cario, a young Taya Leone in this as well. Good stuff. I hope I she enjoy- comes back. Can we get Taya Leone in this movie? should totally come back. I hope so. Uh, and the second one, a horrific. Two dudes taking on the entire military from Cuba. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. But the third one, this kind of excites me because it feels like it's going back to the roots of the first one. Like John John Wick 3 did, going back to the roots of the first John Wick. Uh, and I like that you've got uh, Joey Pants coming back. Got the Matt Donato haircut Joey Pants does. I dig Absolutely. it. He's all Great about haircut, it. Matt Donato. <laughs> He's all about it. I dig that vibe, although I will say this. Martin is looking a little old, man. Yeah, and so it does concern thick. me that he's out there trying to do stuff, getting punched by big dudes and jumping onto ladders on helicopters and fire. So it does concern me. Will looks up to the task. Martin, not so much, but... 
credit to the filmmakers and the actors, they lean into that in that sequence yeah. in the trailer about his glasses and getting old and him wanting to retire. So uh, what do you think, Matt? I think they're pushing a little too hard for like the Fast and Furious vibe. I feel like they're trying to go above and beyond of the action genre at this point, okay. like we're seeing over and over again. Right. Uh, Keanu Reeves pulls it off spectacularly in John Wick. Yeah. And that last shot you get in the trailer of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence like in the motorcycle with a sidecar with a minigun and like all this crazy over-the-topness. I hope that it still fits the tone of the first two films a little right, bit. Right. I hope they're not reaching. I hope they're trying not to go over the top to a re- just to meet that level of Fast and the Furious. So mm-hmm. it looks like generic action film stuff. I'm fine with it. Are I'll you go down? see it. Are you going to go see it? I'm going to go see it. Okay. I'm down. I'm, I would never not go see a movie because of that, but it does feel like it's maybe not exactly where I want it to be. One negative, I think, for me is there's no villain. We don't know who the right, villain is. That too. We yeah. don't know what the whole point of this whole film is, and that does concern me. And Jeff, you mentioned off camera the fact this being released in January concerns you too. Yeah. I, I didn't mention that off camera. You did. I, yeah. I, I, I did not hear that. I don't, I don't think I brought that up at all. But uh, it. yeah, it is a curious release date, I suppose. Is it coming out MLK holiday weekend? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, then that you know that's a smart play. Uh, um, also, what uh, else is coming out in January that like that true. it'll go against? It's a big right. Look at how Split performed yeah. last January, yeah, and I think um, was taken potentially a January movie. I forget. Maybe uh, the, maybe the sequels, but okay. um, I don't know. I, I think Sony yeah, they they could come up with a nice little double here. It it all sort of yeah. depends on the reviews. Okay. All right. Uh, got a little uh, some chat coming through. Collider fans, other than Bad Boys, what is your favorite buddy cop duo? Mine is hot. Hobbs and Shaw, real quick. Favorite buddy cop duo. Uh, that's that's, 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 I mean, buddy cop, I don't know about that, but uh, Somerset and Mills, seven. Oh. But They're not really buddy. Buddy cop. I might go Hot Fuzz. I might oh, go nice. uh, Peg and Frost there. Listen, I, I can't deny it. To me, it's Lethal Weapon. It's Riggs and Murtaugh yeah. always uh, from uh, from top to bottom, Riggs and Murtaugh. I go, I go Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold then if I had to choose no, a you buddy can't, comedy. You can't you take said out, buddy. Yeah, but you can't remove... Taggart? Uh, yeah, Taggart. Has, uh, <laughs> they're, they're a pair. Or Rose they come whatever, with yeah. Eddie. I, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, all right. Uh, Fair enough. All right, uh, J. Scott. For, oh wait, Chris Robbins says Martin Lawrence was great in the Beach Bum this year. Yep. Not enough he of you fun. have seen that amazing stoner comedy. All right, all right. He was fun know, in that, know, but, but that's not the character I'm... he's playing in <laughs> Bad Boys. Exactly. He's not playing a captain on a ship. That yes, we won't spoil it. But. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, uh, let's move on to the next trailer. That's Just Mercy. That's a fantastic uh, uh, trailer for me personally. This is Michael uh, B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx in this incredible story about uh, this uh, this gentleman who's in prison trying to fight his way out unfairly uh, convicted and uh, this one has all the hallmarks of a very important film I certainly got emotional watching the trailer uh, you get Brie Larson in this as well you've got uh, uh, um, oh god what's that Tim Blake Nelson mm-hmm. you got a lot of good actors in this thing shepherding it through Matt I go to you first what did you think of this trailer I mean I'm totally in on it mm-hmm. uh, number one from the director of short term 12 right. Once you have me on that I'm going to see it no matter what and again even supporting actors, you know, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Rafa Spall. Right. So you have all these pieces in place to make a very oscar baity movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to transcend that oscar bait, And I think this is going to be one of those films that we should be talking about or we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Kind of come awards contention. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you talk about Destin Daniel Cretton. That is the director yep. here from uh, Short Term 12. But also want to give a shout-out to Rob Morgan, who's in the trailer. Rob Morgan, who, if you need to cast anybody in your film, Rob Morgan needs to be on your short list. From Last Black, Black Man in San Francisco, the stuff he did on Marvel Netflix shows, that guy is solid, solid, solid as an actor with a fantastic voice. What did you think of this trailer, uh, Jeff? I, I'm a big Rob Morgan guy, uh, fan, fan as well. He was great in Mudbound. Um, I, uh, yeah. I think it looks terrific. I think, it, I think it's going to be a Best Picture contender. Um, you know, partially because it, you know, it just on its own merits. I think it looks terrific. It's a great story, mm-hmm. great cast. Jamie Fox uh, looks like a nice reminder of what he's capable of. But also, just you know, frankly, in response to to, to not Moonlight, um, Green Book's win last yeah. last spring, uh, I just think that the you know there's still some anger surrounding that win. Yes, and, and uh, Just Mercy may be one of the the beneficiaries of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really powerful Death Row story. I, I've been reading a lot about Death Row. Just reading uh, some of the, the books by the Mindhunter guy, and, and, oh, yeah. and I, I can't wait to see this. Warner Brothers is giving it a limited release at the end of December mm-hmm. uh, for awards, you know, a qualification, basically. Yeah, and this is based on Brian Stevenson's novel. He's the gentleman who's the main character that Jamie Foxx is playing. Andrew Lenham and De- uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, who's also directing it, uh, co-wrote the screenplay for this thing. I think it looks fantastic. I can't wait for it to drop, and we'll see what the reaction is, and hopefully it's a damn good movie, because films like this, you know, people crowing about these blockbuster films, but, like, give me some alternative films to watch. Right. This is something that's old school kind of mainstream populist type of approach to a very serious and important issue. Warner Brothers has a lot of dramas uh, this fall. Mm-hmm. You know, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, The Goldfinch, they may release Clint Eastwood's Richard Jewell. So, yeah. you know, we're getting a lot of good adult dramas out of that studio this and fall. And also, like, if we were talking about Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther and what he did with that role, you right. know, if he was able to do that in the MCU and the Marvel Universe, not to downplay their storytelling of something mm-hmm. of that nature, but if we were already saying awards contention for that, I mean, I'm totally in reliance that he's going to take this story and just elevate it to another level. I, I agree with you. Absolutely, Matt. You know, uh, on the flight to Australia over the weekend I, or, or last week, I uh, treated myself to Creed 2 again, which I hadn't seen in quite some time. So good. He is stellar in that damn movie. It is. I had to I like I was reappreciating the film all over again and his talent, what he brings to a role that could easily be just a simple two dimensional role. He brings so much more depth and complexity to that character. All right. Our last trailer to move off a little more of the serious subject and that's Between Two Ferns, the movie, uh, a la Jiminy Glick. This thing is being given a movie, this uh, YouTube sensation. Uh, this is coming from Netflix. Of course, uh, Zach Galifianakis, this was a funnier die sketch for a very long time. Uh, the uh, Lauren Lupkus is in this. Ryan Gall, of course, you see Matthew McConaughey in the trailer. John Hamm in the trailer. Brie Larson again in this thing with a very funny uh, sequence here. But here's the list of people in this thing. Benedict Cumberbatch, who you saw in the trailer as well. Peter Dinklage in that trailer. Chrissy Teigen. David Letterman gets a, a shot in this thing. Jason Schwartzman, Tiffany Haddish, Paul Rudd, Rashida Jones, John Legend. I imagine he's there in the hotel room when uh, uh, they go up with Chrissy Teigen. Adam Scott uh, as well into this scene. Aquafina, Haley Steinfeld, John Cho, Keanu Reeves, Chance the Rapper. These are the. This is the list of actors. Why weren't you in the movie, John? Yeah, I don't know, because I'm too busy in Dune. I was cast in Dune recently. I don't know if everybody knows that. I'm, everyone else is in Dune. I'm in Dune as well. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Matt, you look at this one. Uh, what's your feeling on this one? Did you like this? Did you laugh? I'm a thousand percent in. It, okay. Like I'm the demographic for this film. I don't. I can't tell you why. It's just my sense of humor. And I feel like everyone that they brought into the film, all the actors and actresses they've uh, brought in, yep. they're people that can have fun with the material, and they can have fun with themselves, because they're going to be mocked mercy. 
mercilessly. Yeah. I mean, Zach Galvanakis is so good with looking at someone and breaking them down without them even knowing. So I'm really excited to see how that plays into the story and how that plays into all his little jokes and nudges and stuff like that. So I'm so in on it. Yeah. Well, one of the gifts of the of the YouTube show, though, was you could never tell if like these actors or the celebrities knew they were you know being made fun of, knew what was going to come out of Galifianakis's mouth. A lot of the times you catch them authentically. President Obama did one of these things right. for God's sake. One of the best ones, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think Charlize did one as well. Quite a number of people yeah. have done these and been subjected. And this is very reminiscent of a, of uh, Martin Short, what he did with Jiminy yep. Glick, which I thought was one of the funniest sketches. Movie, not so much, but certainly the sketch was funny. Do you think there's enough here to make a movie that'll be successful on Netflix? Yeah, all they need to do was string to get together a bunch of bits. I mean, I, this is not something I would release in theaters, and, and okay. it was notably left off of the list of movies that Netflix would be releasing in these like <laughs> theaters. <laughs> but this is a perfect sort of thing where, you know, for your nine ninety nine a month or whatever, you're paying Netflix to mm-hmm. see this pop up, and, and you know, it's, it's a couple of laughs on a weeknight or a fun movie to watch with your roommate on a lazy Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll work. I'm a fan of Between Two Ferns. Galifianakis has been busy with his FX series Baskets the last few years, so I've missed yeah. him yeah. in terms of features, and uh, and yeah, I think it'll just be a, fu- a fun ninety minutes. And also, movie. like, it doesn't have to be successful for Netflix. Like, Galifianakis got the money already. It's not like he's going to make a series out of it. <laughs> yeah, so, true. like, we're getting the movie, and it's just going to go to Netflix, and we're all going to enjoy it. So, for them, it, it, it's a win-win. There's nothing else there. Good point. Then it comes out on September twentieth, on the same day that. Rambo and I think Downton Abbey come out. Talk about counter-programming. I will be staying home that night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, I want to say Just Mercy is also coming out on January 10th, 2020. In wide release. In wide release, exactly. So that's another one to look forward to. I think it's going to be up at TIFF. Uh, I think it's up at TIFF as well. Uh, So uh, there's a lot of things coming down the pike. All right, let's go to some of your chat uh, here going on. Dorian, send me this thing. Uh, All right, Cynically Green, what do you guys think about the full JoJo Rabbit trailer, which dropped yesterday? Did either of you two watch it? Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Okay. And it's obviously a satire. Yes. It's not hard to understand that. And I like the full trailer that dropped because it gives you more of the this is going to be an anti-hate movie. This is going to be a movie that deals with family and deals yeah. with things that are positive. Yes, I know the context <laughs> it is under. and I know what I'm saying. But I believe Taika Waititi and I believe in his vision. And he wasn't going to make a movie that was quote unquote problematic or whatever you're going to call it. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I don't think it, like anybody really thinks that this is a movie for kids, even though it stars kids. It yeah. might be kid-friendly, but I think that the majority of people who will end up seeing this movie will be adults, and they will understand the context in which it was made. Uh, I think it looks good. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like a different kind of take rather than the dreary sort of boy-in-the-striped pajamas sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like I like that they're leaning into what his character is going to be. They're not shying yes. away from it. They're not, wa- they're not being like, oh, we shouldn't show this too much no it's totally satire totally making fun of this situation and why not i, I think it's time for oh so every once every few years that's be like the producers was an incredible one on broadway yeah the film not so much but certainly on broadway making fun again of this idea of nazism hitler it is to expose the real uh, uh terribleness of what that person uh, represents and again so, really quickly like ytt he's another ben wheatley to yes. me where it's like i don't care what he's gonna do i'm gonna see it because his vision is so unique and his vision he has proven himself over hunt for the wilder people and things of this nature Good point. beyond the, the Ragnaroks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I trust him 100%. We're good here. With Taiki with TT Tomb Raider 3. That would be interesting. Bring All right, it. <laughs> Bring it. Jonathan Caro uh, will wrap us up here with this. He said, if you were to be roasted by a comedian or a funny actor, who would you want to roast you? That's easy. Uh, to- Todd Berry. Todd Berry. Todd Berry, oh, Todd Berry. Todd Berry. Todd Berry. Todd Berry is the master, one. and okay. uh, yeah, I would pick him. 
Whew. You go for it. I need a minute, but you need a minute to get roasted to decide <laughs> who's going to roast you. A lot. It's going to take a lot longer to get roasted. Um, no, honestly, Jesselnick. I know yeah. he's oh. hit or, he's hit or miss with a lot of people, yeah, but yeah, yeah. man, I he can him. be mean. I love him. Yeah. Who's the guy who hosts these things Jeff now? Ross. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Uh, uh, I have a friend who works for him, um, uh, and he is fantastic at roasting people. But uh, I think I'm going to go all the way to back in time. I'm going to give you Don Rickles. Don Rickles, oh, yeah. no one can roast me better than Don Rickles. And for you kids out there, go on YouTube, look at Don Rickles at the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast. No one roasts better than Don Rickles. Everyone will tell you that. He even roasted Frank Sinatra. That's ball, son. Uh, and absolutely. So that's the guy that I would like to get roasted. Speaking of roasted, I love bread. There you go, Dorian. There's your bread joke for the day. And also, right. before I let you sign off, I will be at the Comedy Central roast of Alec Baldwin this weekend. Oh. We will have footage on Collider video of wow. the red carpet and all that stuff. We'll, okay. we'll come up with something fun. So. Do you have a plus one or are you taking your girl? Uh, I don't. I don't have a plus one. Son of a. I, Sorry, want, I saw that billboard the other day. I was like, "There's nothing more I'd like to be one. than in a room." Maybe I can uh, reach out to my friend. Right, always Jeff be closing, John. Why don't you close the show? <laughs> That's right. You know what it takes to do movie talk. All right. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching this thanks episode of Movie Talk. Really appreciate you all stopping by, either to watch or to listen to the show. Donato, where can they find you, brother? Stuff you're doing? At Donato Bomb on the Twitter and Instagram and the Letterboxd or slash Film Bloody Disgusting, Dread Central, and some other places. I'll pimp out on my social media. So. Right on, man. Thanks again for coming on to. The show, Thanks brother. for having me. It's always good seeing you. Absolutely. Jeff Snyder, they can find him at the Insider. Listen to the Snyder Cut. It's funny stuff. He's got great guests coming on and really going deep into the world of Hollywood, so I appreciate Ooh. that. There you go. Mine is different. That's uh, the deep <laughs> cut in the world. And he is a huge different deep. cut. That's right. All right. Thanks to Adam Smith out there uh, doing the job uh, behind the scenes. And also thanks to Dorian Parks, who always tries to make me do bread jokes on Movie Talk. There you go. Best I could do. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow with another brand new live episode of Collider Movie Talk, 3 p.m. PT. Take care and Until then. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.